Good day, and welcome to the premier broadcast of Two Mics with Two Mics. I'm Pastor Mike, and I have a microphone. And I'm Pastor Michael, with a microphone as well. Thus the name, Two Mics with Two Mics. No relation. Before we, before we get into any uh, content, we feel that we want to do a brief history of both of our backgrounds. Not to be too tedious, but, you know, people a lot of times question, hey, why do you guys think you have a right or any business having a podcast? Yeah, because pretty much everybody with mics and cameras thinks that the whole world wants to hear their opinions. So, we're, yeah, we're going to give a little brief history. Mine is more brief than his because, obviously, we're almost the same age, but he's a little bit older. So uh, his has more history than it than I do. I have more experience. Experience. Amen. Vintage. Vintage. Well, I was saved in 1974, spirit-filled, and called into ministry in 1975. I began ministry out on the streets, passing out tracts, witnessing the people, Eventually, I uh, got involved in some rest home ministry and then jail ministry. In 1979, I felt called to go to Bible school, which I did in Cleveland, Tennessee. Upon graduation of that Bible school, I felt the Lord tell my wife and I, move back to Lincoln and be faithful. We came back, started attending uh, Assembly of God Church here in Lincoln, Nebraska after a month and a half the pastor asked me how would I like to come on as youth pastor and assistant pastor, which I said I would love to. My wife and I served there for three years. We have pioneered three churches in our lifetime so far. The second church we pioneered, we also started a Christian school, which eventually grew until we had a preschool through 12th grade. My oldest son, David, actually graduated from that school. It was kind of funny because we had a volleyball team and a basketball team, which try as hard as we would, we weren't that good. I think the volleyball team was a little bit better. But the, I would just tell you, with our basketball team, your school would call us for their homecoming because it was a pretty sure deal that you guys would win. So pretty right? much like all homeschool sports. A for effort. Pretty much. <laughs> After that, my wife and I moved to McAllen, Texas, where for a year and a half we studied the Spanish language and the culture. And then for one year, moved down to Durango, Durango, Mexico, about 11 hours deep from the border, where we did missionary work. Currently, I serve as the senior pastor or the lead pastor of Elevate Church at 8251 Pioneers Boulevard. My wife and I have been in ministry a little over 40, 43 years. And there's a brief history of me. Yes. It was brief. It was brief. <laughs> a lot more details, but you'll find out more to come. Uh, myself, I am um, Pastor Michael. I've been, I was born and raised in New York, so I'm not even from Nebraska. Um, basically, I was uh, raised in a Messianic Jewish church. What that means is simple. Pentecostal, but there's a lot of Jews ethnically in it. Um, where you basically just celebrate all the festivals and you have Jesus throughout all the festivals. That's how I was raised. Um, I served in various ministries at a young age. I was in the worship band at a young age, uh, attended Assemblies of God at a young age. My father was a deacon, eventually became a pastor. Um, and then I went off the rails. Uh, was a prodigal son for quite some time and uh, 
grew tired of Christians, ended up hating them for a while, and uh, then went to disprove the Lord's existence and Jesus' existence because, quite frankly, um, I did not like any of it. And so I went into the mission field, Youth with a Mission, YWAM is what it's been called. And um, I went to uh, Denver to disprove his existence and basically became a Christian and proved that Jesus is real, that he's alive today, and uh, dedicated my life to him. And so I was a missionary in YWAM. I lived in Denver. Uh, I was a missionary to um, Northern Ireland, to the Republic of Ireland, to Samoa, and to Fiji. Um, that's where I went to Bible school as well, taught uh, villages uh, how to study the Bible inductively. Um, so I was there for a number of years. And uh, since then, I've been involved in street apologetics, campus evangelism, uh, been doing retreats. I'm also the youth pastor of the same church. I'm the associate pastor under Pastor Mike. Um, I've been doing uh, various ministries inside Nebraska. Um, yeah, all kinds of different things, retreats, um, domestic missions trips to Skid Row and other areas like that. Um, and since then, I've been doing this, how long? I've been doing it for about 10 years. I'm coming up on 10 years as youth pastor, associate pastor, and elder. Um, all these obviously came with time. So that is a brief history of me in ministry. And so we want to actually talk to you a little bit more about what inspired us to start this podcast. We talked about it for years. Uh, originally, Why gonna, we are doing this. Yeah. Originally, we were going to call it something else, and then we kind of stumbled upon this. Um, so why we're doing this, Pastor, you can take Well, one reason there. we're doing this is because our culture is messed up. People are confused about, to steal the words out of Star Wars, a great many things. They're confused about their identity. They're confused about womanhood. They're confused about masculinity. Well, to be fair, I thought the Barbie movie deserved an Oscar. We don't even want to get started on the Barbie. I don't know if the Barbie movie is still going to be out. Obviously, it'll be out on DVD. But if you're a Christian parent, here's how long you need to pray about taking your children, specifically daughters, to see the Barbie movie. Uh. Lord, should I take my children? No. That's what he'll say. Do yourself a favor and educate yourself before you take your children to any movie, please. Very important. Yes, IMDb has a great parents guide. Go on. So one reason is because our culture is messed up. Sad to say, in the, another reason is that much, not all, but much of the Western church is messed up. You have the Western church refusing to get involved in politics, refusing to give out warnings to their people, their congregation, about the evils that are not only promoted in our society, but now championed in our society. And I'm talking about the LGBTQA+. I'm talking about Black Lives Matter organization. I'm talking about Antifa. I'm talking about the Proud Boys. I'm talking about these organizations that raise their head up in defiance against a holy and a loving God. Yet they won't bow nor surrender themselves to come under his loving care and have their lives changed. Wouldn't you say uh, that regardless of all of the programs out there to try to help people, 
that the real change begins in a person's heart? Yeah, uh, pretty much everybody's got some kind of solution. Um, they think it's more money. They think it's, uh, you know, just loving someone where they're at, tolerance, all that stuff. But it, it does start from the heart because everything else stems from the heart. Um, and only one person can change the heart. Can change the heart. You can change your mind. There's a lot of things you can do with willpower. There are people that have quit drinking because of willpower. People that have quit smoking because of willpower. People who have quit uh, drugs because of willpower. So I'm not negating willpower. But I'm telling you, the greatest change a person needs is what Pastor Michael just talked about, a change of the heart, where your whole spirit and soul, your soul is made up of your mind, will, emotions, your affections, and your body is completely transformed by the power and the love and the fire of Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost. Real change, everlasting change, begins in the heart. And that's what Jesus asks you for. He asks you for your heart. If he has your heart, he has you. And so another reason, uh, as going back to that, that we're doing this is because, sad to say, a lot of the Western church seems also to be confused. And yes, they are. They're confused about what God says is holy, what God says is unholy, what God calls clean, what God calls unclean. You know, there is a way to actually fight that confusion. Watch this. That's how you fight the confusion, which is one thing that we'll be doing in this podcast. You, you, you open crack the, open the word. And you got to read it. You do? I thought you'd just look at it. And it's like osmosis. If you just rub your face wanna, against it, you'll know it. Thank you. I want to give you a quote. Here's what Jesus said in Mark chapter 8. Jesus said this. He said, Whosoever, therefore, shall be ashamed of me, of Jesus, and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man, that's Jesus, be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father, with the holy angels. Now, a lot of people think that the words of Jesus are only the red-lettered words in the Bible. But Jesus is not just the Son of God. He is also God the Son. So every word from Genesis to Revelation are the words of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So what Jesus says about marriage, if you're ashamed of, of what he says about marriage, he's going to be ashamed of you. If you're ashamed about what he said about sin, and by sin I mean gossip, I mean lying, I mean I mean sex. drunkenness, I mean illicit sex, yep. I mean homosexuality, because homosexuality is not a gender. Homosexuality is a behavior. We're keeping it light for the We're trying to keep it light. For the first one, we're keeping it real light for you. Okay, we're keeping it light. <laughs> no, these are important subjects, and we will cover them for sure. Um, because, like you said, the world is confused. And, and they don't people, need to be and confused. And they're ashamed. They're ashamed of Jesus. And God says like that he is cousin. not confused. The Bible says clearly confusion is not of God. It would be like if I bought a Cadillac Escalade, but the manual I got with it was for a, 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 a Baja Jeep. Well, how many of you know the Cadillac Escalade is not meant to operate as a Baja Jeep? 
And so if I would try to run that Escalade like I would the, the Jeep Baja or the Baja Jeep or whatever they call the ones that go out in the, in the sand. I'd like to drive one of these. You know, it's not going to work. Well, I need to get the owner's manual from the manufacturer that designed and built the car. Well, this is the owner's manual from the manufacturer that designed and built you. And so when you do things according to the owner's manual, you're going to do well in life. Would you agree to that? One might say I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, I mean, the reason we're even doing this podcast is, is really it is to bring out the word of God for sure, um, to hit those topics that he was referring to, um, how it's supposed to filter throughout your entire life. I mean, the Word of God is supposed to enter into every sphere of influence within a human being. And that's one thing we will talk about um, for sure as we progress in these podcasts and these episodes and these talks. And It could get a little uncomfortable for some of you, but what's life without a little uncomfortable? In fact, that was a suggested name for our <laughs> podcast, Let's Get Uncomfortable. But uh, Pastor Michael, have you ever heard of cow tipping? I've heard of it. I've seen it in movies. I'm a New Yorker, so we burn things. We don't tip cows. All right. Well, cow tipping is a myth. My wife was born, raised, grew up on a farm until she graduated high school. She told me one day, she's, we're driving past a field, and there are some cows standing and some cows laying down in the grass, resting. And somehow this came up, and she said, Mike, there's no such thing as cow tipping. Cows do not sleep standing up. Because the myth is that if you go out at night into a pasture, cows will be sleeping standing on their feet. And all you got to do is give them a little nudge, and they'll fall over. Well, I did a series years ago in the church called Cow Tipping, where we... we came up and, and attacked these myths that are in the Bible, or not in the Bible, but Christians believe are in the Bible. And that's one of the things we want to do on this podcast. And then you went out with the congregation and tried to tip some cows. It's like going snipe hunting. <laughs> well, another reason we're doing this, um, in Judges 2, it talks about a generation um, that saw the miracles and the works of the Lord, the mighty things that he had done, and that when Joshua died, another generation rose up after Joshua that didn't know anything that the Lord had done, that didn't know the miracles and the wonders and the, and the amazing things that God had done. Um, and so they served other gods. And one of the things about this podcast is the fact that even though he's close to my age, we are still very separate in terms of the age that we are. And I'm a boomer. Well, we don't like labels I said here. It. I said it. You ident- he identifies no, as a boomer. No, I'm a boomer. I identify as All right, factually, a, he's a millennial. Boomer. Oh, there you go. Um, but no, we are very different in generation, but the thing is is that the Word of God didn't change 2,000 years ago. It didn't work for them. It doesn't work for us. It didn't work for people in the 1500s, and now it doesn't work for people in the 2000s. The reality of it is, is that the word of God is for every generation, every culture, every country. It doesn't matter. 
But the generation that I'm a part of has kind of walked away. Atheism is on the rise in my generation, um, a little bit below me, a little bit above me, where they're walking away from creationism, Christianity entirely, and because they haven't had an experience with really the miraculous Jesus, I'll put it that way. They haven't had an experience. They heard about how miraculous and powerful Jesus is from revivals like the Brownsville Revival, uh, Pensacola Revival, even the Toronto Revival to an extent. Um, they've heard about these revivals, but then they've walked away because they haven't had a personal relationship and encounter with Jesus Christ. And so it's causing a lot of my generation to walk away and to put emphasis on philosophies, uh, which Paul even talked about, you know, empty philosophies, don't follow them. Um, you know, to basically <laughs> put down anything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. And that is one of the issues that we have. So to bring the word of God out and to have two different takes on it, but arrive at the same conclusion mm -hmm. is important for a lot of people to see, because for some reason, my generation thinks that's for the older folks. Those are for the boomers, as opposed to this is the word of God that can lift me up out of the dunghill and set me among princes. So that's one of the other reasons that we're doing this podcast is to give two different perspectives and arriving mm -hmm. at the same conclusion. And when you say that a lot of the gospel in the Western church anyway is being promoted without the power of the Holy Ghost. That's one thing that I've, I've been, I'm, I'm a young man, but I've been around a little bit. Obviously, Pastor knows you don't know. I've lived in New York and Hawaii, uh, all those places I mentioned earlier. I've lived in Ohio, and there is more corn in Nebraska, just so you know. Um, <laughs> Nebraska wins with corn. Uh, and there's Useless a lot. information. Corn in Nebraska is actually really good. It's important information. They need to know where to get their corn. Corn huskers. Anyway, uh, is, uh, there are so many churches that I've seen across this country where it's just, they've turned the Bible into a philosophy. They've turned the Bible into just another book. And that's actually what happens to a lot of Bible students when they go to Bible college is they turn it into a book to be studied as opposed to a living and active word where the power comes behind the word. And Paul even said, mm -hmm. I didn't come to you with just words. I came in a demonstration of power. You have to have the power of the word and the word come together. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, and the power that comes behind that. And by that. demonstration of power, you're not just talking about the anointing on you or on the word when it's being preached. There's this great book. There's this book in the Bible. It's called Acts of the Apostles. Mm -hmm. um, they did more than just preach, as we right. will go into, which is they saw signs, wonders, and miracles as outlined in Mark 16. That's what we're talking about. Tell some Correct. of the signs, wonders, and miracles that, well, let's just narrow it down to elevate, that you have seen. I don't mean, oh, my headache went away or my back aches good. Say some of the signs, wonders, and miracles you've seen. Well, I can say this, and I'll just give a little bit because, I mean, Jesus is alive today. He's, he's doing exactly what he did when he walked this earth. Um, he's doing exactly the same miracles now uh, that he's ascended, same stuff. Uh, we saw deaf ears open. Someone could not hear out of uh, both of their ears 100%. We saw those open 100%. We've seen a, a few different women who were barren, could not have children. 
well, it looks like they're stealing basketballs from the church because they are pregnant and they're full. And so we're seeing <laughs> a lot of women yeah, who were Yeah, and when you say couldn't have children, the doctor told them certifiable for you to have children. Certifiable. We also had a doctor certifiably say, hey, you have a hole in your heart. You have a, um, what is it called? A heart murmur. Uh, heart murmur. Heart murmur. And then came back. In an adult. And this isn't a full-blown adult. I think uh, older than, than Pastor, I'm not sure, but... They um, came back verifiable uh, by the doctor. They did not have that anymore. So we've seen those. We've seen people actually healed of scoliosis. We've seen people healed with broken bones coming back together, and they were able to walk on them again. How about the lawyer that came to service when Preacher Jay was here on a crutch, and she had like, I mean, days before she was in a, wheelchair because she'd messed up her ankle and she tried to sue whoever and was did it but able it to come to church that night on a with crutches and then he f- pointed her out of the crowd she didn't even come up for prayer correct he pointed her out of the crowd and went over prayed for her ministered to her told her to get up let's start walking right at first she was walking kind of haltingly but in a few minutes she's walking normal no pain so you remember that? I do. And uh, we actually have proof of that um, in numerous ways, including on video. But, I mean, we digress. We can go on and on we can. about, honestly, what the Lord is doing, what the Lord has done, um, let alone the miracles of salvation. So we can the go on greatest forever. greatest miracle. But really, this whole thing is about bringing to light the Word of God, bringing it to both generations, because just like my generation doesn't know the things of God, sometimes the older generation only remembers the things that God did, as opposed to what is God doing now? Because right. He's a God of today, miracles today, signs and wonders today, not of yesteryear. And so that's some—that's something else that we're going to be talking about is um, really just cracking up with the Word of God and applying it to today's culture. And we'll, yeah, we're going to dive into all kinds of different things for sure. Because um, you know, you pretty much already talked about the topics. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go pretty all over much. the board. I mean, as culture continues to change, there'll be new topics. And it, it, it doesn't change that often, right? What time is it now? <laughs> In an hour, there'll be new things to discuss. So we want you to stay tuned. And, of course, the, the greatest miracle that will ever happen to any person is to be what Jesus said in John chapter 3, be born again. Yep. That means to receive Jesus Christ and his life into your life and become a brand new person from the inside out. You know, sometimes there was an old adage, and I guess it's still around where, you know, the homosexual community will say, well, I was born this way. Well, number one, uh, there's no such gene. But even if that were true, which it's not, even if that were true, though, the good news is you can be born again. Amen. By Jesus Christ and the power of God. You want to take us home on this? Sure. Um, We want you to be edified. As you said, the greatest thing that you could do is accept Jesus Christ into your life. And we would love, if you don't know why that's a good thing, why there's a purpose for that, What's we want to open that up as to why that would be something that's life-changing. So tune in, uh, like, subscribe to our YouTube page, like our Facebook page. Uh, Feel free to send us questions at ask with a K, ask two mics <laughs> at gmail.com if and you have the questions. number two, right? Uh, no, spelled out. Okay, A-S-K-T-W-O 
M-I-K-E-S. And we spelled it out because we're classy individuals. Gentlemen, one might we say. We are gentlemen. That's true. So thank you. Um, tune in next time where we actually dive into some subjects and go deeper into the word and deeper into the culture, as scary as that can be.